You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. It's been a while since we heard that. How you doing, Sid? Good. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Uh, yeah, we weren't here last week. That's right. We got, had a couple in the can. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> but that's what you and I have been talking about. I want to try to get this current. Uh, and I'm learning as we, as I go with this podcast stuff, you know, trying to see what – And are the, is everyone listening right now, Rob? Yeah, they're okay. – uh, Jeremy, right, so anyone, if anyone has a good idea about how to, you know, we're going to try to make these podcasts, say the one we're doing right now, make it for tonight that we'll edit and put on for our live show. We like to use, say, some of these remote ones like this to you know, promote our ones on Sunday sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're just trying to, everyone, we're trying different ways, thinking of different things. If anyone has got an idea, throw it at us. What do you think? We're thinking about doing one on Wednesday nights, uh, watching wrestling and talking about wrestling as it's going on. Does anyone think about that? Um, or should we do it the day after the sh wrestling shows? Um, but we're just thinking, we're just trying to do some different stuff for everyone because, um, again, I'm learning as I'm going with the podcast stuff. Yes. I, and Andy even says, happy Survivor Series Sunday. It is. All right. Yeah. Oh, and Greg says, hey, Robin Sid, uh, our evil doctor, Dr. Steve. Hey, Dr. Steve. Yeah. Uh, Joel Bateman is here. Uh, let me see who else. Jeremy is here. Uh, this one, Andy, is from, oh, how do you say that? Lesseter, UK? Yeah. I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Jeremy said, thanks for being on live. It's been a while since you guys were here on live. Yeah, we, uh, oh, well, uh, Jeremy, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to, I don't want to, I know I'm learning again, as I go with this podcast stuff and Rob's not helping me a whole lot. What I'm trying to do is I, if I'm doing this one right now, I want this one to be aired tonight for our live one. Mm -hmm. uh, then if we keep some of the can, but we're, we've had this deal working with these questions going from one to wherever we're trying to end up at, we're adding it, adding the spots as well. So we're just trying to figure out how to keep some of those generic ones like that in the can, just in case something happens. I want to give out as many, many live ones as we can, you know, keep current and keep everything going, Absolutely. you know, so it's, this is much as you guys want to listen to, we'll try to, 
put out as much stuff as for you people to listen to. Uh, Craig, I made a reference to Survivor Series. He goes, I'm not watching this year's 96 all the way. Cheers from Australia. Way to go, man. And there we go. Jeff Morton said, one of my favorite Survivor Series when Sid beat Shawn Michaels. Now, again, he, I didn't, I thought that was SummerSlam. So that was Survivor Series. I think it was Survivor Series. Uh, I'm sure it was if they say it is. See, I, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, I I don't think it was SummerSlam. I think I think they're right. And then um, Ahan here said something to us, but unfortunately, it's in a different language. Okay, I did that today writing. So <laughs> yeah, you were talking in African. That was cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then Val up here, I I missed it, and I want to get it. She goes, uh, "Hey guys, missed you." Hey Val, again. That's what we're trying to. I mean, we could have done another one last Sunday, but I don't want to have episodes that are so far back that we're talking about things that have already happened. Like, you know, today we're going to, I guess we can, I guess we can say that the, the election's over. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> it's funny. No, no one's, uh, uh, everyone's scared to say it uh, here. I don't know what the deal is, but either side doesn't want to like take, uh, they don't want to say it is over. The other one don't want to say I won. You know, it's like, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> And none of the you know, parties eats out or aren't saying anything. It's like, and I hope this hasn't ever happened before. But um, but anyway, I guess we could hold this in the can too. It might be another couple <laughs> months for this to know. Exactly. Uh, oh, where did it go? Tommy King said, happy to see a fellow Arkansas Sawyer. All right, Tommy. I'm sure that's a word. Arkansan. Or should Ar- be the Arkansan. Yeah, yeah. Arkansan. Um, and then James here, he asked, how fun was it to powerbomb Shawn Michaels three times on Raw? One of my favorite moments of yours. You know, it um, it, it was fun. And again, with Shawn, he made it fun. He made that powerbomb mean more than it did. He got up for it. He sold it. Um, uh, again, it was – but that was that's what i said about sean he was getting like that he probably the one suggested for me to give him three power bombs you know really I probably, yeah i would say that i mean uh again he just he was to me he was one of the most giving people in the ring uh really easy to work with you know but that again that's how you make your opponent if you don't do anything to help them get over you don't do anything for yourself you know mm-hmm. sean knew that better than anyone uh, Andy here said, uh, it was, I used the, the gif of you saying, who's the man and the pyro spelling it out. And Jr. said it best S I D suddenly I'm dominant. Right. Hey, did anyone listen to any of those songs we talked about? This is something too. This is hard for me to keep up with everything because I don't know where I'm at on some of the things we've talked about. Has anyone listened to any of the songs we, we last talked about? I know Val mentioned she did. Right, Val says she did. I think that was the only one I remember seeing. So we'll see if some people can answer in on that. Uh, Grab a question here from Brian while we're waiting. Uh, Do you think they should have waited till there were live fans to have Taker retire? Or do you think he'll eventually be back when fans are allowed back in? You know, that's something me and Larry um, guy helps us with our Instagram account a little bit. We're talking about earlier. I, I don't think they're going to – I mean, I don't know. I thought, honestly, myself, 
I thought some of these matches over the last five years were some of the ones that were his last ones, you know, because this has been said so many times. Um, but this is what I and I, I'm sure almost again, I'm pretty good at predicting. Um, I, this is what happens, everyone. They're in a tight right now, and Mark is one of the you know biggest and best names they got. You know, he's equally as good, no matter how old he's been around, equally as important as anyone name on the they have on the contract right now so he's doing you know what he's always done and that's the company thing and just that's to be a team player and try to pull something out i would like a lot of people would say probably wait till you know do a live one you know uh, uh again i i thought the one after, i thought the one with brock years ago was the last one you know but it don't matter because it's just it's but it's good to have him on the card but that's what's happening. It, it's um, that's hard one to call uh, for me. I, I figure that he'll want to do it in a live deal. But again, I thought it was already over. I feel like this is just him trying to help the pay per view to be a better pay per view. Okay, that's that's yeah, I can see that. Uh, Cheryl Scott said, "I listened to Dwight's Purple Rain." Oh, that- how do you like that, Cheryl? Yeah, let us know, Cheryl. I know I listened to it, and I think he did an amazing job covering that song. Hey, and anyone too, is anyone out there has got an interesting song they would like to put up for us to listen to? I'd like to hear it as well. You know, also, I don't know if anyone, uh, you know, this weekend, uh, the last couple of weekends on PBS, and it's a great vehicle, everyone, to listen to music, especially the one shown Saturday nights called Austin City Limits. It's the longest uh, musical show that's ever run on TV. That's how long it's been going. It's had had a great group on there last night. So this is how I started my day of music yesterday. Six in the morning, of course, on the Weevil Bluff City Barn Dance comes on. That's all bluegrass, old bluegrass, the Stanley Brothers and all that. And then went from that to, um, of course, I listened to um, Soul Stew, which is you know is, is is the blues. Then I watched the one of the country music documentaries with Ken Burns last night, which just is a heck of a unbelievable roller coaster for history if you don't like country music you will watch one of those documentaries there's not that there's not there's not one of us in this world that hadn't been touched some way by country music and um people don't realize this country music came here from the slaves and that's where the first banjo came from the fiddle stuff like that and ken burns is amazing when it comes to documentaries no, there's nothing. This is one of his, I think this is his best one. This is a 10 part series. It's two hours of every part. And then last night was the third one. It was um, about Hank Williams and that genre of music, which was the hillbilly music, which they ended up calling it country Western. And that's the thing too. It's like um, the Grand Ole Opry that the call letters MSG or whatever it was on that. That was an insurance company that said, Hey, you no, know, the son of the insurance company was smart. He goes, People like this hillbilly music. Let's get a radio station. We'll put our insurance on there, and we'll put this hillbilly music. And then that's what eventually become the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, wicked. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. This thing teaches you everything about country music and where it went to. And where uh, two weeks ago it was about uh, the Carter family. And it was really it's just a you know, uh, man and wife and their sister who man and wife were actually divorced and didn't tell anyone, but they, the first ones got on the radio and started, you know, putting their songs out there. It was just him music, but that was the first 
you know, that's the the birth of country music. And that's when we hear this. Well, that's why it's so important to find this stuff out like this. That when we hear about with well, the Carter family and Jimmy Rogers and uh, people like that, they're like the you know the pioneers. Of, you know, of course, the Carter family is considered the first family of country music. Then after that, it's everyone else. But uh, that's again, you learn those things, and then we learn that where Grand Ole Opry, how it started, just as a, as a, just as a um, publicity thing. Now it's one of the biggest, longest things that ever been around. So it's just a heck of a uh, Ken Burns, like you said, he does just great documentaries. I but it's been watch. coming on every Saturday night. I don't know if it's coming on a PBS station near anyone, but every week it just gets better and better. Uh, I don't want to get tip it off, but. Um, if you get a chance, anyone, if you get a chance to watch that, it's really good. That's it. I got to watch that this week. Um, well, I'm telling you, man, it just, if the ones about he did with the Civil War, the presidents, all that, and oh, the yeah. national parks and stuff like that, that's one thing. But this, to me, again, I'm a country music fan because I'm a music fan. But if you're a music fan, you're going to love this show. You're going to go, wow, I didn't know country music was this cool because it, it is cool. I am very anxious to watch it now. Uh, let me see here. Jason's got a quick question for you. Did you ever try and bring the Lord Humongous character anywhere besides Memphis? Yes, I have. Matter of fact, I tried to bring that back up just a few years ago uh, with the deal with my leg. I actually presented it to the WWE and never heard back from him. Because a character like that could have gone on forever. Now, I would have to presented it differently. But uh, yeah, I always wanted to do that character again. That is a cool character. I do like that one. Uh, Ballin is here. Uh, Ballin's a huge fan of uh, the movie Madhouse. He's constantly doing our lists with us. But he says, hey, Sid, your son should have won Big Brother. I liked his personality. Yeah, he did really good on there his first time around. I have to admit, I've never watched Big Brother. I didn't either till that one time. Rob, second time he's on, I didn't watch it. It was just so... It's tough for a parent to watch, too, that something like that where they're all talking about your kid. Of course, it, me being on TV, I know that's just part of it, but it's um, still was real proud of what how he did the first time around. Um, we got one here too from Frank Murray. He says, "Hey, said huge fan from the UK. I'm surprised you didn't get any more movie offers uh, over the years due to your size and stature, but you were in a few. You were in a couple for sure, right? But this is the thing: is I had to pass up a lot of movies. Frank, uh, for instance, Kevin Nash got." The part in the Ninja Turtle movie, which if I could have got a part like that in the beginning of my career, it could have launched off things for me. But I was so I had to be at the shows more than I, I could be doing movies. And that was at the beginning of my career. And I wasn't going to put anything. I wasn't going to jeopardize my wrestling career for a maybe movie career. You know, mm-hmm. if that came along as I was doing the other. Yeah, but not I wasn't going to try to do both. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. <laughs> do you want to take a chance, or do you want to go with what you got? Yeah. Right. Uh, both Lori and Cheryl here say, hey, guys, listen to the Dwight Yoakam album. Good stuff. Loved his Purple Rain version. And Cheryl did the same thing. Dwight did an awesome job. I was pleasantly surprised. All right. Thanks, girls. Appreciate that. And where was it? And Andy has a question. I got to ask this in the most respectful way possible and admitted nerd out moment when it happened. When you wrestled on Raw leading up to the 1,000th episode and reappearance on the actual Raw 1,000, how did you feel about your call about that call? It was it was important to me because again, I, I they asked me for an interview there and they asked me what I forget what the question was, but like I the answer was this. I said you guys called me 
And that's what was important. I never called anybody for a job or a spot, you know, so they called me on that deal. Um, I thought it was actually going to lead to something else and it didn't, you know, so, but um, again, it was, it was nice that they called. I even Craig says, why is there no Sid DVD? That's a curious question actually. Cause he had DVDs by on everybody. Right. Uh, here we go. Joel Bateman says, I love hearing Raining Blood by Slayer. And he likes Roy Clark. That's a big I like I like Roy. Yeah, that is a big <laughs> spread there, man. I like Roy Clark, too. Uh, here we go. Craig says, um, I love some country stuff, and you should have a go of Aussie singer Adam Brand. Good friends. Great album. There we go. You know, there's another guy um, from over... Australia, something like that. Uh, David Craig or David Gray was had used to be had a pretty good album out years ago. We'll say he's from Australia. I just wrote that one down. Adam Brand, good friends. There's an album suggestion. Uh, what else do we have here? Cheryl said, "Hey Sid, do you ever listen to Steely Dan?" Yeah, I do. I remember listening to Steely Dan back when they were really popular on the radio when I was a kid listening to them um, on the radio at night. That, that was like one of my greatest, I think I never went to bed without listening to the, to, you know, the radio. What was that one Steely Dan when he walked into the room? Remember that? Is that, the, is that one of them? Oh, I know that. Um... It was like he had nothing on, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna... sure that's a Steely Dan one. Oh, uh, I'm going to look up those lyrics real quick. <laughs> yeah. Because it sounds very familiar. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'll come back to that one. So I'll look it up while we're going through here. Uh, well, the thing about that is those are the ones that were played almost every night. Stilly Dan, um, you know, um, Elton John. Um, um, this, of course, this was all AM music. I did have FM back in the day. <clears throat> but, um, he walked into the room like he had um oh, doggone it. But I'm sure that's a Steely Dan. But no, yeah, I do listen to Steely Dan. Like he was walking onto a yacht. Yeah. He walked into a room like he was walking onto a yacht. That's gonna drive me crazy now because I can I can hear that verse in my head. Right. No, nothing's coming up. Dang it. Okay. Uh, I think Andy's going for a cheap pop here. He said, I like the Scorpion song, China White, myself. Great song. No, I, I, I love that buildup. It was just, that was a great buildup. Uh, it, it was a song that gave you plenty of time to get to the ring, you know. Uh, I actually used that for my one and only bodybuilding contest I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeremy here says it's pretty cool that you're a big fan of country music, Sid. Well, country music, man, you can't live in Crittenden County and not be, you know, have or live in the South and not listen to country music. That's part of our, our heritage. You know, luckily, I'm where I'm at for music. I'm in the middle of the middle of the world for music, Memphis, Tennessee, the Triangle, New Orleans, and Nashville, Memphis. There's not a bigger triangle in the whole whole world for music than that triangle right there. So, I mean. Again, the first music, music there was was country and blues and then country western and bluegrass and then rock and all that came from that, you know. So 
we're all fans of the blues. And it's, well, it all has the same riff. Like, then mama said, yeah, then mama said, oh, yeah, then mama said. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just repeating this, you know, telling the story. You know, that's what a good song is about. And that's what, um, you know, like even they were talking about last night, Woody Guthrie, who was, they tagged him as a folk singer because they didn't, country music industry didn't want him because he was known as a communist. You know, this is back during the Depression. And they said, are you a communist? He goes, he goes, no, he says, but I have been most, in, I've been in the red most of my life. <laughs> you know who Woody Guthrie is? Oh, yeah, I know Woody Guthrie. I yeah. didn't know that quote, though. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, where was it here? Uh, Joel said, I'm a metalhead, but I like old school country, too. Yeah, well, this is old school. It didn't get anything farther than Johnny Cash, you know. That's an interesting combination, though. Old country and metalhead. Like, those are so different. Right. Now, I'll tell you this. I, I'm, of course, that The Weevil has a, on Sundays a two-hour segment called The Cathedral of Rock or something. It's a little too heavy metal, metal for me. But he needs to maybe look that up sometime. And where is it? Dean. Oh, buddy Dean. He hey, said, Dean. Are you watching Survivor Series tonight? Would you be happy if Sting showed up to inter interrupt the taker? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, I'd just be happy as hell. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. But no, I'm not going to watch that tonight, man. I'm going to watch a little football. Um, you know, wrestling to me right now is just no fun to watch. I mean, I don't even buy a pay-per-view for UFC or something, you know, because they're going to air it anyway. Yeah, they literally you know. do. Oh, here we go. Tojo, he said, tell Sid I said hi. Hey, Tojo, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing all right. Jeremy said, have you ever heard Dreams by Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, I tell you, it was one of my first, uh, one of my first albums when the stereo system you see that I got behind me back here. One of my first albums was a Dire Strait. I got Fleetwood Mac, Tusk. Boston, don't look back. But I remember one of my first, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Fleetwood Mac was a double album, Tuss was. See, that song has had a huge comeback lately. Uh, there was some guy that broke down, so he got on his skateboard and skateboarded to work, videotaping himself lip syncing to the song. Okay. And it went viral. Mick Fleetwood copied him doing I that. heard, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw part of that. Yeah. And then uh, the cranberry juice company, because he was drinking cranberry juice along the way, they sent him like cases of this cranberry juice. Right. I did see that. But it, it created a record. Uh, was it 43 years after it first hit the charts? That album, Rumors, is back on the charts now. Awesome. It's the only. That, that was a, to me, again, one of my most. Um, my favorite first five albums because it was just so different of everything you were listening to on the radio. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac was one of those groups too that they only have a couple of songs that would get on the radio. You know what I mean? They didn't, to me, they weren't like albums like, and I know people hate to hear this, but like Journey and Led Zeppelin and Leonard Skinner. It's almost you can listen to every song. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, Boston's like that. Um, you know, it's just there's not hardly a bad song on there. Okay, here we go. Lori has one. Uh, she goes, I love the group Blackberry Smoke. Would recommend to anyone looking for newer music. That's actually good. I'll I have to look into that. that. I haven't either. 
I'll tell you, I saw something interesting last night on Aussie Limits. It was the Mavericks, and they were singing in Spanish, which is pretty cool for about 15 minutes, and then I fell asleep. Oh, is it Ricky? Don't lose that number. Uh, yes, that's it. Ricky, don't lose that number. You're the grand prize winner, Cheryl. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. There we go. That's it. Ricky, don't lose that number. Ricky, don't lose that number. It's the only one you got. Uh, I'm assuming the number is a joint in that song. That's what I always referred to it was when they said, "Don't Ricky, don't lose that number. There are so many people that interpret songs certain ways. Like they have that same thing about Puff the Magic Dragon, that kid's song. Yeah. They're saying it's all about smoking marijuana. Uh, I actually, uh, there's one that was, um, I, I want to say it was Black Oak, Arkansas, somebody was, but it was an old song and it was about brothers found a bag of weed and they take a trip and never leave the farm. That was always a pretty good old song. <laughs> trip, take a trip and never leave the farm. Uh, Roberto, I think his name is. He, uh, apparently he suggests the song You're So Vain by Carly Simon. I like that too. That's a uh, thing is that those are some ones you remember as a kid. They were all playing those at the same time. There was always on the radio at night. I remember hearing those songs because again, um, I, I, everything I look back on life, first things I remember is something that connects me to music, you know? Well, even Val said, Hey, uh, 19 is my favorite Steely Dan song. And I listen to country music every day on 94, nine, the bull. All right, Val. Was that a plug? I think she just plugged that station. There you go. <laughs> oh, and Andy came back. Remember I told you he's going for the cheap pop with uh, China White. He said, I admit I was going for the cheap pop, but it helped me to learn the rhythm to shift gears when I was learning how to drive a five-speed properly. There you go. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy said he's really into old-school slow jams and old-school R&B. Well, did anyone hear that, listen to that song called The River? From Ted Drodowski and the and the the CD, it wasn't an album because I couldn't find an album. It was called Scissors Hand, and the the song was called The River. Now, if everybody wants to hear a really cool psychedelic, over the top heavy metal blues tune, listen to that and then get back with me on that one because I'm tell you something. If I want to impress somebody with a song, that's one I usually pull out of my out of my hat. Really, but when like it's called The River. And the, the the artist is called Ted Drowdowski, I think it's called, is his name. The CD was called Scissors Hands, I believe. Let's see here. And oh, the yeah, song and then the song is called The River. Scissorman. Scissorman, okay. There we go. Okay, so there's another suggestion for people to listen to. Listen, I'm telling you guys, uh this is the I heard this. Now, I listen to, of course, The Weevil. And when I hear something like this, I order the album or CD immediately. And this is one of those songs I heard. I said, wow, I don't know who that is. I called the guy, Brett Fleming, who runs the show, uh, So Stew on Weevil. And he got the name of the thing and ordered it. But I'm telling you, it's um, – now, the whole – I'm not asking – I'm not saying anyone to go out and order the CD. Um, because it was really only that and one other song that I was interested in the whole – that was really the only two good songs on it. So don't buy the CD. I just got it for my sound system. I mean, it can handle a lot of heavy music and heavy bass. That's one of those songs. I'm not kidding. I can, 
I can make my album covers vibrate with that song, dude. It'll make you. Huh? I attest to that. Have you I, said, you heard it? Yeah. You, the very first day I was down there, you were showing me the bass on that thing. It's crazy, ain't it? Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, let me see. Lori here said, uh, the song is actually your so vain by Coast Time. It's easy listening, similar to Steely Dan. It is very similar. Yeah. Uh, Andy came back here too. No disrespect to country music, but I'll admit I love some country or I love me some Johnny Cash, but that's the extent of my country music liking him and Leonard Skinnerd. Well, this is the thing is Johnny Cash wasn't really all country either. If you think about Johnny Cash, he never really sang. He just sort of told a story. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. almost like a rapper. And his last album his last album actually was produced by a guy who produces uh rap albums right before he died. And that's when he did that song called Hurt from Nine Inch Nails, which yeah. came it made a major comeback. But this is the thing is, um, Again, this is if you watch this show called Country Music, this documentary, I think you'll come out really understanding country music and find out you always have been a country music fan. You just don't know it because yeah. that's where it all started too. And this is again, everyone, uh, for me anyway. I want to, I want to have my vision this wide where I see everything, you know, even behind me if I can. Uh, and music, I definitely want it like that. So if I can find, no, I'm not gonna like, I don't like. Every I don't like the Carter family at all. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's one song I really no. What was uh, had one of those uh, you know, hymn songs that everyone listens to. But it wasn't like I'm. I don't have one Carter album, but I want to know about the Carter family. Mm-hmm. You know what they meant to country music, who all the people laid everything out, what the story, and then you hear later on in the other episode, you hear about Amy Lou Harris and what she was on both sides of the line. She was rock, you know, country, everything. What a human being in, in the music she was or is, you know, well, just great. Everybody adds something to the genre, you know, whether right. you like them or not, there is something there. Right. Well, you know, she's a, you know, her and a guy named Graham Parsons, something like that. Um, that is when the switch started from like country to rock and roll. And she was there, and she's the one sort of she's the one sort of passed the ball over to that. Again, it, it's, it'll be on the next episode or so, but it's it's really cool to see how that went. This Graham Parson, Parson, I can't think of his name right now, but he was a rock and roll guy that was going country, you know. And then that's when now when I tell tell people this is where we see the song "Purple Rain" from Roy, uh, Dwight Yoakam. That's when we see artists like Lucinda Williams. They all started changing from country music to this new, you know, country's got a rock, you know, edge to it. Like Jason Isabel is another good artist. Man, he's got, a, he does a really good um, uh, tuition, uh, uh, a remake of a song from Guy Clark called Desperados. It's really good. Oh, nice. Uh, Craig put in here, he goes, We always have Elvis playing in our house. My kids love it better than that stuff on TikTok. And then he added, Blackstone Cherry does an amazing burning love cover. Hmm. I'm no, gonna... I like Elvis too, because being this close to Memphis, you, you gotta like Elvis. What was that called? Blackstone Cherry. I'm yeah, Blackstone. I have to look that up. Yeah. Stone. Now the thing about music too, everyone. Now I'm I'm in the future for music. I'm looking at things that are coming up, and that's the cool thing about this. Like 
the Ken Burns thing and all these people laid out all the music before us. And that's what we're seeing all these changes again. Like I'll go back to Lucinda Williams where she was just playing, you know, country music artists back in the eighties. And now she's just sounds like, you know, just got an edge to it. That's unbelievable. Same thing with Dwight Yoakam. When you see how, every, and the thing is that everyone is doing this in the music industry. And that's why they're calling it retro. You know, everybody's going to Nashville. Like a couple of years ago, the Doobie Brothers went back and they did every Doobie Brothers song with a bluegrass hint to it. You know what I mean? Oh, that they would go, be cool. You know what I'm talking about? That would be very cool. Well, that's what that's why Nashville right now is like one of the hottest places in the world for music because everybody's going back to it. You know, Robert Plant's got a house there. Uh, the Black Keys. Uh, Jack White, or I think that's who it is. I mean, they're all in Nashville now, man. Andy even said here, Wheel in the Sky by Journey was his powerlifting song back in high school. I liked Wheel, uh, big, uh, Wheel in the Sky Journey. Journey was one of my favorite uh, groups when I was a kid. I had every one of their albums, every one of their CDs, or back in the days it was cassettes. But uh, no, Journey was my favorite, one of my favorite groups. You know, this thing about Journey, there's another one of those bands that every song was a good song. But they didn't have a stairway to heaven. No, no. You know what I mean? I, I think keep on Isaac. Keep on believing. No. Um, oh man, I'm really drawing a blank on songs today. I apologize. Don't stop believing. No, that's nope. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look it up. They only had one song that I knew had any notoriety, and that's because it was used in the finale of the Sopranos. Right, it, right, it, it right. Made it bigger. Now, has anybody has anybody watched any wrestling this past week? I watched a little bit Wednesday night. We'll see if we can get some comments on that. Uh, Dean did have a question. He goes, Sid, what's the COVID situation like in your area, and how are you filling your days? Man, it's funny you brought that up. I just had to recently go take a COVID test, everyone, because I did what I told everyone not to do. Um, and all it was is I've got allergies, and because I've got allergies, I have to get, you know, a, and a histamine or, or uh, one of these uh, uh, mega dose of those little steroid packs, um, pregnosones. And to even get that, they said, that, well, have you been anywhere that you could have got COVID-19? I said, well, I did start going back to the gym last week. And just cause of the going back to the gym, that put me, at, say, at risk, you know. So I had to go get a COVID-19 test just to get a pregnosone. It was seven pregnosones and a couple of antibiotics. So um, that scared the crap out of me. Rob knows that because we talked every morning. And I knew it was just my regular allergy crap. But, you know, they had me scared with that. Uh, again, uh, I'm scared to go back to the gym. Now, I'm going to go tomorrow morning. But last day I went, what I did was uh, I parked my truck right by the back door. And I walked in, did a sit and walked back out. It's crazy to be that uncomfortable. But I'm torn right now what to do. I really it, am. And it sits in the back of your head, too. Like you said, you knew it was your allergies. But it still right. sits there, you know. Well, well you sit there all of a sudden. Uh, it's worse this time of year for allergies too, and all of a sudden my brain's a little labored more, and I'm thinking, oh shit, you know. Then you go, okay, because that one day I did everything I wasn't supposed to do. You know, I went to the gym in the morning. Then I went to the church, and uh, we had a sock and shoe, shoe drive, which I was around a lot of you know people wearing a mask, but still I'm moving it. I'm you know, all day in a mask. You all day around strangers. Ended up stopping. You know, he got me a, um, something to go at a restaurant. Um, I, the place I, I uh, felt safe in the sushi place. That only you can only get in a mask. You can't even come in. Uh, that's the place I felt safe. I ended up getting two tacos. That's where I get. I think I got a little food poison. But I did everything that I was supposed to do. So 
through that week that I knew it was just my allergies, I'm sitting there going, man, of course, you know, who knows? I mean, I've been stopped up for six months. You know that, Rob. Yeah. But um, I had been scared to death that I had it. Now, even yesterday, had, had, I was in my third day of my antibiotic. I took it uh, yesterday morning. or No, this morning. As soon as I took it, I started feeling sick. I was like, oh, my God, this is a reaction to COVID has the antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was, I was like, guys, I'm not, y'all could all laugh your asses off because it was funny. I mean, I've cleared out my refrigerator. I um, washed everything, put everything in. I've washed everything out of the refrigerator. And the di- I took every drawer out, put it in the dishwasher, sterilized everything, threw everything out. And then all I've had is just an allergy problem, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, like I was talking to my uncle, who, you know, he's the one that heads at AIDS clinic. He said he's no way he's going to drop his guard now. He's gone too long. When now we got vaccines coming that, it's be stupid to go out there and get the uh, the virus now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is something too. You know, I have um since this um all the news stuff we haven't been really following news anymore. I forgot the cases were getting bad until just the other day. I saw that they're getting like worse than they were, not worse than they are, equally as bad. There was two thousand over two thousand people died one day. Yeah. And it's, but remember, the thing is, about it's almost 2,000 now. Well, you no, know, I remember telling you, Rob, that they said a week ago it could get to 3,000. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, who cares, you know? But it scares me, guys. I'm telling you. Um, you know, and this is what happened, too. So you, you get to experience these kind of experiences. Experiences is however you say that. All right. So to go, again, to get just a stupid anti uh uh, antibiotic in a, in a pregnazone, I'd got to go at, way outside in the parking lot and get my nose swathed. But during that, I see a girl who probably in her t- 2019, something like that, comes out, out of the doctor's office and she's in tears. Now, I've got my windows down to get some fresh air coming through. So I'm, you know, I don't want to seem rude, but I don't want to get out and like give her a hug. I just said, yeah. ma'am, are you, are you okay? You know? But so again, have not, for myself, if I would have followed, you know, not going to the gym and maybe not going to the church and whatever. Um, I would have, you know, not had to go through that protocol just to get an antibiotic. But had doing that, I sort of put myself in that, you know, that COVID line. You see, you know, somebody's crying for something. You know, yeah. She either got it, her mom got it, or somebody's got it, you know. It's not good news. And so that's the closest I've been to something like that. So that also brings up your senses like whoa man i'm too damn close i'm in a covid line to get tested to get an antibiotic wow you know so that's the kind of restraints we're going to have if we put ourselves in those positions and that means in an environment that you can contract it Mm. uh let me see i'm going to go back over here uh stephen clark Said, hi, I'm in my third year on Cyber Time Bite with over 100 episodes, and I'll see you guys in three years when you're over 100 episodes. Well, thanks, Stephen. I remember talking to Stephen, actually. Yes. Um, Lori also said, my uncle introduced me to Black Oak, Arkansas with the record, yeah. his record collection. Thanks to him, I also became a huge fan of Blackfoot. Yeah, I love Blackfoot, man. What is that one, Lori Blackfoot? Um, I've got, hold on a second. 
are going to pull it out of the library. <laughs> oh, and Stephen, you were asking about the artist for the river. It is Ted Drodowski. Ted Drodowski sings the river. Lori, it's funny you said that. Blackfoot. That to me, I got that album for that one song. What is that? The train song, right? If anybody wants to hear a train song, great recommendation, Lori. This is it. I bought the album just for this is like the most historic train song of all train songs. Blackfoot. And see, I don't know if I've heard Blackfoot. No, that's, that's a good group. And see, that's the thing. I'm a, I'm a DJ in the off time, too. I did, well, did weddings and things like that. Right. But I only ever hear Top 40 or, right. you know, Beat It, Footloose, <laughs> Celebration. Right, right. The right, same right. songs over and over again. <laughs> okay. And then st while you were gone, I answered this for Stephen. He said, who's the river, uh, the artist for the river? And I told him it was Ted Drodowski. Drodowski, yeah. Yes. Uh, let me see here. Dean says, what's your favorite British band, Sid? And what do you think of British music compared to American? No, I like a lot of the British groups. Um, of course, everybody likes the Beatles. But Eric Clapton, I mean, there's nobody I don't like over. Um, of course, they just copied everything we were doing here. You know, um, tried to be Elvis, where the Beatles never was, was Elvis. But uh, just joking. But no, um, but no, 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 I loved all of, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the group, uh, a guy was, um, was Stone Temple Pilot, then he went out and did a group, um, Slayer, no, not Slayer, um, Audio Slave. Okay. Then they did a group after that, uh, just before he passed away, um, God, uh, um, Revolver. Oh, Velvet Revolver. Velvet Revolver. Yeah. 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 There, there's a lot of cool, like that, the Cult. I'm not sure where they're from, but the Cult's a great overseas band. I don't you know who I'm talking. I'm just trying to think what my favorite British singer would be. And I don't know. You're right. There's so many. Yeah, there's a bunch of good ones. And it's weird. I don't actually see it as British and American. I just see it as music. Yeah, me too. I, I, until he said that, I would have not thought that. I would have yeah. not divided anyone up like that. Uh, Andy said, have you ever contemplated a music career, Sid? You could pull it off, I think. A little country rock mix for a song called Master and Ruler. You know, this is the thing is, I, if I could have done anything, um, that's what I would have done first. It would have been probably a baseball player, but man, I would have loved to have been Johnny Cash. You know, I mean, that... Uh, I could have lived that. That's something, again, just there's a passion there for me for that. Sometimes I'll, like last night after watching um, Kim Burns, the country music thing, I just couldn't go to sleep thinking about that, you know, trying to put some that on some paper today. Uh, Jeremy mentioned, he goes, there are some great singers that I also like. The names are Alan Jackson, Tracy Lawrence, Brooks and Dunn, Hank William Jr., Randy Travis, Travis Tritt, and Alabama. Now that that to me, I like Travis Tritt. That was about as country music was changing to me. Hank Williams Jr. was in that good range there too. He was sort of 
to me it was changing a little bit too much and you had uh david allen cole that that was still fun times but that was on the times it was really getting to where it is like today with uh taylor swift and stuff like that and i'm just not into that that's the 90s country there when you get into alan jackson and tracy lawrence brooks and yeah and i I like alan jackson i remember we were listening to that a lot of that was played on regular radio stations alan jackson was you know he was a a crossover with that one song he had but um but again no i loved all those groups too but that's not you're not going to see i think hate williams jr is on this documentary last night just because of his father you know um not because of himself. You know, the Hank Williams was only 29 years old when he died. He was young. I didn't know it was 29. I think so, yeah. Wow. The Shakespeare hillbilly. Didn't know how to, he didn't need chords and they didn't know how to write things. He just wrote stuff on a piece of cardboard and stuff like that. Well, he did a darn good job. No, Rob, that's the thing is, I wish I had the number, accurate number, the, the amount of songs he written and recorded by, by that age like that. Mm-hmm. If he were, if he could live just another six weeks, you know, it would have been two million more songs. He just could write a song on a piece of paper in a phone booth. It was just amazing. And they were all number one hits. They just one hit after another, man. Andy says here, speaking of the gym, I'm down eight pounds since the last time we talked. Baked chicken and cutting down on soda big time. That's it for me, too, um, Andy. If I stay away from the sodas, I don't really have to diet. I, I started back really crunching down my diet back today as well. Um, we got away from the cornbread and the um, fried chicken and stuff. I just went back to baked chicken, rice, peas, and squash. I mean, cabbage. Just a fresh vegetable. Uh, but being a white meat, and that's what I'm going to stick to uh, to get these next few pounds off. And I'm going to really sh- try to shed these next few pounds before Christmas. Well, Cheryl's question is good then. Are you preparing the traditional Thanksgiving dinner? You know, Cheryl, I do. I've got uh, I've got this lady. Um, I know her, she's not going to have a Thanksgiving because her family's going to be away. So I'm going to make up a um, turkey a plate for her and take to her. I'm going to do something like baked chicken and some dressing and sweet potato pie or something like that and take it to her. I think that's cool. Oh, and then Lori did chime in here earlier, but I didn't get it. It says Train Train, great song. Highway song by them is good too. That's Blackfoot. Yeah, Highway song. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's on the same album, Train and Highway song. And Dan has said here, have you ever been to Ireland? Yeah, I have. It's been a long time ago. It was like in my first run of WWF. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I never was really impressed with overseas. <laughs> you know, it was uh, the food was never good. It was uh, the buildings weren't great buildings. You know, it was, uh, again, um, it was and it was a tough way to make a buck being on a tour like overseas you were in a tour bus the whole time and you didn't have a, any privacy and stuff like that you know so you didn't really get to see anything except no, the hall bu- inside the the hotel the gym and uh, the tour bus and if you, you know again you're driving so many hours a day you know if you missed the workout or you know missed a meal you might miss your bus you know so it just was you know I'm not going to take the day off from the gym to go sightseeing, you know, some walkway or something. Yeah. 
Well, no, especially then, like you said, that was your business. That was your job. Right. So you had to focus on that. Jeez. Um, so coming up for this week, uh, were you going to be doing anything for Thanksgiving? To me? Yes. I was going to, I was, I had a, actually, I had two, uh, di- dinners I was invited to, but after them saying not to do anything, I decided not to go to either place. And then when, um, my friend, Ann, who's almost 90 years old, her, her grandchildren are coming in down South Tennessee and she, she, they wanted her to drive down and she didn't want to go down and take the chance because she's going to be by herself. So I was thinking of just making myself something here and then take her a plate. That way she'll have a plate for herself that night. I think it's a great idea. Well, if you're alone and I'm alone, maybe we can be here too. Hey, that's what we could do. We could, that's a good idea. You think so? Maybe, we'll do it, maybe we could do a Thanksgiving. I'm up for it. Okay. Well, everybody get your questions ready for Thanksgiving. We got that. Uh, Andy, oh, he came back here. It says, I went from soda daily to once a week. I myself got bummed out on cabbage early on yeah. my sweet mother who still thinks, oh, who still says thank you for the prayers and continues to call Sid Sam on accident. Uh, made corned beef and cabbage daily for almost a month straight. Well, this is the thing is, Andrew, and uh, Rob can tell you, I, I've been eating cabbage now for six months straight. I, other than I changed it up here a little the last couple months. But this is the reason I go to that, and I'll go back to this. So I was making those elaborate meals that was taking me, you know, you know, I'm making my own stock for my soup and my own stock for my, my beans and stuff and all that crazy shit like that. But today I did the quick deal. I just did all my chicken, baked it, did my rice. I did a couple of cans of peas, did the fresh cabbage, and I had just as much taste in that and one-tenth the work in it. Now, this is what happens about diet is that it can become – overwhelming so now i've got the same i got more quality food it's gonna last me longer days and it's easier to get to and i don't have any cleanup you know i mean boom 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 i'm done so when we start making diet complicated like i did next thing i know i'm finding myself cooking night to night which that's okay too but now i'm cooking like okay instead of cooking chicken every day i'm cooking steak every every other day you know and then you catch yourself putting stuff back in and when I went through that, everybody knows I went through that blueberry cornbread bread phase, and then I finally got out of that. You know, of course, I'll, I will make some of that for Thanksgiving, but um, no, but that's what happens. I burned myself out on that, that rich food, the fried chicken and the uh, meatloaf and the pork chops and all that. And I'm ready to get back to this, you know, and I would usually wait till January, but I've already started back actually today. So, but no, um, Actually, today I was so pleased how just that bite of cabbage. Uh, you think about cabbage too, everyone. The reason I use cabbage is it's one of the foods like spinach, anything leafy, it'll take on other tastes. And so, and I'm not telling anyone to do this, but in a head of cabbage, I might use two slices of bacon cut up in there, half of onion, and then some garlic in that, and some sea salt. And that's it. But I could taste that garlic. I can taste that little bit of bacon with that little taste of sea salt in that cabbage thing about it is though andy and everyone this cabbage is so short-lived it's gone so quick we're hungry minutes after we eat it sometimes and that's the downside to a clean diet like that and sometimes we almost do eat it it's so gone so quick our stomach starts saying man i'm hungry and what they're saying is that food's gone yeah you know what i mean yeah one of my favorites is cabbage rolls and it's the same thing you know right Uh, other than the meat inside 
you know, I, I go through those things so fast. Right. No, it, it, but again, it's one of those things. It's just easy for me. I know I put all that cabbage in one thing and by tomorrow, I'll have the cabbage and peas down to one pot, put my chicken in there as I go. And, and then again, if we're, if we're really seriously serious about losing weight, we want to get ourselves into these type of grooves to where, um, because I'm a testimony to that. Even if, you know, me, a uh, strong will Sid, I came out of this and went to fried chicken, you know, cause I mean, I could only eat baked chicken for so many months myself, you know, and I had lost all the weight I could and I really was dying hard and I really come to a standstill. So I said, okay, I'm going to adjust my diet and then come back to it, you know, cause this is what I found out. This is the thing about it. Everyone, when we're dieting is that, um, cause we're, our, we're, Animals, our body acts in defense in different ways. We have different defense mechanisms. So when we get down to very little fat, our body then wants to store every little bit of fat we got, and it wants to make that fat grow. And I, I know. So what happened? This this is the thing about going back to the gym. I get to ask people questions about things like that. But that's what happens when we get down to that little bit of later fat, and that's why we always go. God, it's so easy to put it back on. Well, it's not sort of easy. It is easier. You can put it on much faster. You take it off because your body is trying to keep that to survive. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, that's why we don't, even if, you know, I don't care if we, you get, if I'm body fat in you somewhere, what it is, is your body's going to, you're not going to, you're not going to kill me. You know what I mean? It's trying to survive. But again, on that, um, but when you get down to your basic food groups, I, I, as soon as I had that plate of food, I felt like a million bucks because I had, you know, the rice, the whole grain rice and that. I had the cabbage that comes out of the ground. I had the beans and I had that chicken. And um, I just don't think you can eat any better than that. Again, it gets boring after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so then but get used to it. But then do like I did. See it. And go, okay, I'm bored with this. So I'm going to take my time out. But when I take this time out now. So what I did now, I didn't eat fried chicken every day. I still was baking it, but I was doing it in a cast iron skillet, which is just a new way of doing it, and much faster too. But again, I wasn't doing enough of it where I was as easy to keep around. I do enough for one night, the next day I'm redoing it. Where d- today I did ten pounds, you know, ten chicken quarters all together, you know. So that's enough to last me a couple of days. Just boom, warm. Again, when you're dieting, if it's at your, you know, where you can get it really easy, you won't make mistakes. You know, of course, I'm already dreading. Wednesday, because I know that's going to be chicken salad day. <laughs> so by Tuesday, my vegetables be gone. I'll be down to chicken. I already got the eggs and mayonnaise to make the chicken salad, but I'm not looking forward to that. I didn't look forward to today. Well, I went to the store to get this for the first time. I was like, man, just going to the store, picking up this boring stuff was no fun. Mm-hmm. And then until I ate, and then I was like, okay. I think uh, I Joel, I was just going to say, Joel added here too. He has, he has no soda. Only light salt, lean meat, chicken, Gatorade, and bottled water. So he wants awesome. to get his weight down to two thirty-five, I guess, and eight percent body fat. That's good, man. You do that, you'll get there. Absolutely. All right. Any last words for today, then, Sid? Man, no. Let's just. I guess we'll do one Wednesday. What time? Well, do you want to do it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Thursday. Let's do it Thursday. Okay. Um, whatever time works best for you, because this is your show. It's a holiday, so I got the whole day off. <laughs> Let's do this. We'll post it and everybody know. I just want to find out when I got to take that dinner to that lady. 
and uh, be sure that, that got that out of the way. Then, but I'm gonna get started early Thursday morning, get it out of the way and everything. So I'm gonna try to get it to her by lunch. Perfect. I, now, what is everybody is you know because usually on Thanksgiving there's nothing going on besides that one football game. You yeah. know, so we should find out when the football game's on too. Make sure we're not then. <laughs> Let's do that. So everyone, we'll post when we'll do it Thursday. So we're looking forward to talking to everyone Thursday night, Thursday afternoon. Excellent. Thanks so much for being here, Sid. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to The Vicious Circle. You've been listening to The Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Trebleclaw.